Hey golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here. Let's talk about golf instruction. Let's talk about the learning curve. Let's talk golf. Let's talk about how to play better golf. Hopefully 2022 is off to a great start for you. And if it's not, let's get you back on track. So just a quick introduction. My name is Tim Connor, golf coach, golf academy owner. My job and career has been helping golfers with their game. So within that, that's a wide variety, that's a wide spectrum of things, but what I've really taken pride in or ownership in or tried to change the golf instruction culture a bit on my own is golf coaching. I think the learning curve is a process no matter who they are, who you are, where you're coming from or where you're going. Changes don't happen overnight and I think more of us need to take ownership of that. Changes happen with thoughtful process, working through things, uh, having a system and understand where you're going and putting the work in. It doesn't happen overnight. Could you get the information on how to fix your slice in one lesson? Yeah, but there's a difference between having the information and implementing that change. And to me, implementation is where the coaching happens. That's where golf is fun. Anyway, let's get off that though. And before we get into today's podcast, I'm going to give away three swing analyses. I want to grow this podcast, so I want to put my theoretical money where my mouth is. I want to back it up with some actions. I want to help three of you out. All you have to do is leave this podcast a review, take a snapshot of it, send me an email. My email is down below in the show notes. And if you do that, you will be entered to win. I'll give it away at the end of March. Three of you will get to work with me, and we're going to build out a roadmap to your improvement. Today's topic is golf course strategy. Last week we talked about par threes. This week we're gonna talk about par fours. Par fours, I was thinking about putting fours and fives together in the same podcast, but I think that keeping it separate is good because par fours are actually pretty intricate. So let's start with the tee box. What should you do on a par four? Well, you should hit it as far as you can with accuracy. What does that mean? If you don't have any accuracy, well, you just flat out got to work on it, but there becomes some strategy involved here. So I want to give you a few specific examples. It's probably the easiest way we can talk through this together. So first hole, dog leg left, par four, 220 yards to the dog leg, water down the left side. You have the option to carry it towards the green. Say you had to carry it to 60 to 70 or to play around the water, dog leg left. So what I want you to first consider is that what is our strategy off the tee here? Well, if you remember from last week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you should go back and listen because we're going to kind of build sequentially through this. But we want to keep the ball over the safe zone for the longest period of time. What is the safe zone? It's the short grass. It's not the water. So we want a shot shape that's going to start right and curve left ideally. Now that's ideal. A relatively straight ball flight is also ideal, but let's talk about strategy here. What is the right thing to do? Should you go over the water or should you play to that bend at 220 or carry 260? This is an individual decision and that's where you have to take some ownership of you and your golf game and where you're at. Now what I want most of you to consider though is your best odds of making a great score on that hole are leaving yourself a yardage that you're comfortable with, that you're good at. So what does that mean? For most of us, that's 80 to 150 yards. It's not 40 to 80 yards. So I want you to think about that when you assume the risk to go for the green. 
If you don't hit it perfect and you're left at 40 or 50 yards, are you actually good at that pitch shot? Because most of us actually have a better proximity from about 100 yards when we're making a more full swing. But again, that depends on the person and taking some ownership of that. Now, last week we talked a little bit about Mark Brody and that book that talks about what are some statistics that are meaningful when it comes to scoring the golf ball. And if you haven't ever heard of that book, I would recommend you check it out. Just look up Mark Brody. I forget the name of it off the top of my hand. It's also in last week's podcast. Par fours. And generally speaking, we want to get the ball as close to the hole as possible without assuming a risk or a liability that we're not okay with. So on this hole, I'm going to say general strategy for most is going to be to play around the bend, hit it around 220 yards, 230 yards, and leave yourself an opportunity to hit the green from 130 yards. There's a couple things that are going to go into this decision. Number one, what kind of wedge player are we? If we're and I want you to reverse engineer the golf hole. This is a very important strategy when it comes to course management. Reverse engineer the hole with what would, what would perfect look like? What does ideal look like? So if I hit it in the fairway and I leave myself 130 yards, am I good from there? Or if I smash driver and I'm 30 yards away, but the pin is protected or we're short-sided or we have to finesse some kind of weird wedge shot to get it close to the hole, that's probably not the play. Now this is definitely a pro tip and uh, something I'm kind of scraping out of the archives here. My golf coach in high school, George Cram, shout out to George, he'll never listen to this, he's an older cat, but if he does, he's such an impactful person on teaching me how to manage my way around the golf course as a young person. George played college golf for Oklahoma, I believe, and he set several amateur records in either North Dakota or South Dakota. Either way, the man could flat out hit the ball and play the game, and he was a great mentor for me growing up. George was a master of course strategy, and he would often talk about game plans such as reverse engineering the hole with us. And the pro tip I wanted to leave you with or, or give you is that when you're walking by a hole, note and observe where the flag is. Take it down in your notes, keep a mental note, keep a mental image, because you're going to play that hole coming up, and the location of the pin could dictate your strategy. All right, the location of that pin could dictate your strategy. You never want to short side yourself if possible. If possible, it happens, but it shouldn't happen because we were trying to do that. It should happen because we made a mistake or something like that. So par four, 360 yards, our option is not going to be to take it at the green because we're going to incur a lot of risk. And let's say even if we hit it well, we're not going to get to the green and we're going to leave ourselves some kind of awkward wedge where we're potentially short-sided. Our first option is the better option in this case because we can hit it 230 yards conservatively, have a greater margin for error, and then from that point have the opportunity to hit the green with a wedge in our hand, making a full swing. Full swings are great. They give us probably the most confidence for most people. So that was our first example, and I think we definitely pulled some things away from that as far as to how to reverse engineer the hole, what does our shot look like if we hit it perfectly? But what does our shot look like if we hit it really bad? These are things we need to consider when we're implementing our strategy. What are we good at? What are we bad at? Take some ownership of that. Now the next hole, let's take a long skinny par four, straight away, 420 yards. You know the par four. There's several of them in your golf experience. It's the longer par four on the course. Say there's a random fairway bunker on the right and then a greenside bunker short left. The whole structure is relatively straight and it's par four, so we gotta do what we gotta do. Now, remember I said the bunker is on the left side, the greenside bunker, 
and our pin is going to be tucked next to that bunker which is pretty common so off the tee we need to advance the ball as far as possible there's not trouble right there's not trouble left there's just tree line we need to do our best to hit a good drive now in this case most people would pull driver and i would say rightfully so but what i would say is if you're really terrible with the driver a three wood could also be an option but being a good driver of the ball is an asset that we don't talk about enough. That's one of the great separators of tour players. They're excellent drivers of the golf ball. They don't hit every fairway, but what they do is they hit it close to the fairway and they give themselves an opportunity to hit the green. That's what we want is an opportunity to hit the green. Now, our shot pattern is relatively straight ball, but if we miss, we miss with a push. That's something I work for with most of my students and I like that. Uh, there's more than one way to play the game, but let, let's say that is what we got going on. So we're going to aim down the left center. Why? Because if we hit it straight, we're in good shape. But if we push it, we're on the right side of the fairway or even the light right rough. So 420 yards, we hit a 270 yard drive. Now we have 150 yards left to the hole. And that pin is tucked on the left side next to the bunker. We're on the left side of the fairway. We hit it relatively straight. What should we do? Well we should put it on the green. What does that mean? Well, aim for the, the section of the green that gives us the greatest odds of being on the green. And what I like is a more advanced course management strategy, and this depends on where you're at with your skill level. But if you can start it at the wide side of the green, the big side of the green, and work it towards the pin, that's an excellent strategy because at worst you hit it straight, at best you work it towards the pin and you get yourself a little closer. But what we're not going to do here is we're not going to take dead aim. Nope, not today, Harvey Pennock. We're not taking dead aim. I think it was Harvey Pennock that, was that take dead aim? Anyway, take dead aim is an old school golf book. That's another good read. But we're not taking dead aim at this pin. Not unless there was something going on like match play and we had to press. Now, situationally, that can change what we're gonna do. But let's say for our example, we're just trying to shoot the best possible score. We're playing in a stroke play tournament. We're gonna aim it for the middle of the green and if we have the ability, we're gonna work it towards the pin. All right, and that, that lends us the best course strategy. And if we miss, where do we wanna miss? We wanna miss on the right side of the green because that gives us an opportunity to chip with some green. If we short side ourselves and we end up flopping it over the bunker or hitting some kind of specialty shot, we're incurring all this extra risk and liability for what? For nothing good. There's really not a lot of good that's gonna come from that. So I want you to think about that when you're going through your course management strategy. At its very root, it boils down to reverse engineering the hole. So what is the, if you hit it perfect, where are you? If you hit it poorly, where are you? Where does your miss go? If you don't have a consistent miss yet, well, course strategy becomes a lot more difficult. In fact, it's really difficult to have course management strategy if you have no idea where your golf ball is going. That's why I'm such a big pro proponent of building a ball flight you can trust. Because once you have a ball flight you can trust, now you're playing golf, now you can play golf strategy, and it just opens up so much more possibility and so much, makes the game so much more fun. Hitting the golf ball better has the highest return on fun. And I'm all about that. So anyway, I wanna thank you for listening to this podcast. Leave it a review, send me a snapshot of that review to my email, and I will enter you to win uh, free swing analysis. That's all you got to do. Pretty simple. I look forward to uh, whoever wins it. We're going to change your game. Leave this thing a review. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.